successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Welcome to Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill here on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining me today as well on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Our website is grillnationshow.com. Appreciate you visiting that. The visitors have shot through the roof lately, which is great. We're excited about that. Uh, connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also, uh, I am on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Just look for Jason Grill on those avenues. Um, got Ryan Maybe in the studio, guest host, contributor, partner, and supporter of the Grill Nation Show. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you. Good to be back. It's good to have you here. I uh, want to preview our show real quick, and then we're going to get into some issues with Ryan. Uh, to, on today's show, uh, we're going to we're gonna do a couple segments here with Ryan, catch up with him, talk about some Kansas City issues. Uh, we talk about where his company has expanded recently, some exciting news in that respect. But we're also going to have on Labe Dodell, who is the co-managing partner of Barquet. It's spelled like Bark, but it's called Barquet. Their website is BarkDogBar.com. Uh, this guy, this is a really cool concept. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Ryan? Um, it's going to kind of hit a lot of different, uh, it, yeah, it's eggs, right? It, it's really, it really is interesting. And I think it's really a progressive concept where essentially it's like a, uh, a dog park. Um, but, you know, like when I talked to Labe about it, he's like, if you go to the dog park, there's absolutely nothing for us to do. The dogs run around and, you always got to be right next and, to him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's basically going to merge the concept of a, a, a fenced in large uh, area for dogs to run around and get some exercise with uh, an actual bar, like a bar and coffee shop. going to have some food, some uh, like a boardroom. It's going to be Wi Fi. So, um, and he's going to staff the whole thing. He's going to staff the actual park itself with supervisors, with supervisors that have experience with uh, dogs and animals. So you don't really have to even watch which one of the, is really clever one of the cool things too is it's going to be in the uh, berkeley riverfront park down on the riverfront yeah uh underneath or near the heart of america bridge uh, a lot of more development's going to be happening there obviously there's a lot of people living downtown now with dogs that want green space yeah there is and uh that space is, has been largely unutilized for a really long time i, I went down there uh, a couple times when he was first scouting out the location and i thought it was just really really cool being right on the banks of the river also kind of partially underneath the Heart of America Bridge. Uh, and then the way it's basically connected to the River Market and going to connect to the rest of the development at Berkeley, um, it's a great, great spot. Um, really looking they forward to it. They had an event a uh, couple weeks ago where they had 300 dogs show up and 700 people. I was there, and it was miraculous. I mean, I was like, I was really blown away because I didn't see a whole lot of hype about it leading up to the event. And uh, I helped live with it a little bit. I, I helped provide cocktails and serve drinks. Um, but I didn't see a whole lot of hype. I didn't see a lot of promotion and he had like 700 people show up and having done, uh, uh, events like that all over the city for years, I know how hard it is to, to bring in that many people. And 
Uh, I was pretty impressed. We're talking about separate large and small dog play areas, supervision by trained Barcase staff at all times, dog recreation equipment, all-weather seating areas with water with water heaters, fan shade, and shelter, a dog washing station along with the bar and restaurant, uh, which will feature a full bar menu with craft beer, wine, spirits, Kansas City local distillers and brewers, uh, kind of a clean, healthy kind of food menu, uh, an indoor space, an outdoor space. I mean, this has been really cool. There's uh, a Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign. You can check it out at BarkDogBar.com. So we're going to have Labe Dodell on the show to talk about the process, working with the city, uh, how this has all come together. And uh, it's supposed to be opening in spring of 2017. Uh, so it'll be interesting to talk to him and uh, kind of talk to him about how he came up with this idea and, and him and his co-founder. So that'll be cool. So, Ryan, um, real quickly, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest host and contributor, Catalyst, Danny Pfeiffer is a contributor, The Rieger KC, Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, who's in studio today, guest host and contributor, and Kansas City Power and Light District. Thanks for your support of the Grill Nation show. Ryan, one of the famous Kansas City restaurants that you uh, we talked off air you wanted to kind of talk about today is the American. It's closing its doors. They're going to have pop up type stuff. Um, talk to us about that. I know you're a, you've followed food your whole <laughs> life. What, what's going on? There? Yeah, the American restaurant is uh, it's just an absolutely iconic restaurant uh, in Kansas City, and it, it's one that I think um, you know has suffered from. Uh, a lot of changes in, in the industry and not really ad, uh, adapting at times. Um, it, it's always felt kind of stuck in like the 1970s fine dining uh, genre, but there's something just so special about it and so uh, unique uh, to its history. I mean, when it was, I think it was opened in 1974, um, owned by uh, Donald Hall, and uh, was really the only world-class fine dining restaurant in Kansas City for uh, you know, several decades. And he brought in the best people in the industry. A lot of people don't realize that James Beard, uh, world-renowned chef who the, the award is named after, uh, actually created the first menu and helped train the staff and was a part of the opening. Uh, Joe Baum, who was one of the most revered restaurant managers at the time, who worked um, at the Rainbow Room in New York uh, at Rockefeller Center, um, helped run uh, the bars and restaurants and Windows of the World. Um, he was involved. He was a consultant that helped... Uh, get things going in the very beginning. Uh, it was designed by the famous architect Warren Plattner, um, who also designed all the restaurants in uh, the World Trade Center at the time. So it, it just had you know a lot of amazing name recognition. And I've done I've been doing events there for probably about ten years or so, and um, they've always had like basically the same staff mm-hmm. since the entire time that they've been open. And uh, that's one of the things that I think is really sad about is is not only are we losing a, a great iconic restaurant that has a, a tremendous history, but um, the staff that's been there for so long. I mean, their bartender who just retired a couple of years ago, he had been the only bartender there in the entire, I think at that point, 38 years uh, that it was open and no one else ever worked there. So um, tremendous loyalty and uh, great staff. And I think uh, Kansas City is losing a, a great restaurant. You can check it out if you want to look at it at the theamericankc.com. Um, don't know exactly when it's done. I think at the end of this year. Okay, so you can still go there and check it out. Uh, I would advise Absolutely. you to do that. Looking at their website, I mean, it is. there's all kinds of cool things going on. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully uh, hopefully the pop-up dinners and everything going on there kind of yeah. maybe continue it a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, we've got about a minute left in this segment, Ryan. Um, we were in Aspen last week. We missed each other. <laughs> it seems like our trips always kind of overlap. The last time was Cuba. We were both in Cuba, like one yeah, right, with, like one week apart. Yeah, right. So, um, what did you think of that experience? I know you're uh, oh, expanding there. Yeah, so we started distributing our spirits out there: Jay Rieger whiskey, vodka, and gin. Um, I love the mountains. I love Colorado. Aspen is obviously uh, one of the uh, finer, finer cities. One, mountain of the, cities. one of the finer mountain towns. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I, I'll tell you, we had a tremendously warm reception. Um, like the, the people that ran the liquor stores out there and the bars and restaurants were excited to, to meet with us and love the product and we're happy to bring it in. And, um, we think we're going to get a lot of, a lot of support out there. That's awesome. I was there at the Aspen Institute as I talked to you last weekend, standing at the, uh, or staying at the Aspen Meadows Resort, man. It was, it was first class. I met some really great people over there. I'm definitely going to be heading back to that, uh, that, uh, Institute, but also to, to Aspen. I didn't really get to check out all the restaurants and bars. Yeah, I, did Hotel to, Jerome. I did go to the lobby yeah. bar at the Hotel Jerome. That yeah. place is awesome. It's great. Um, we got Ryan maybe in studio today. We'll be right back after the break with more with him on Grill Nation Show. You're listening to talk 980 AM and grillnationshow.com. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running past like a man on a wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know why. Don't... Keep them going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Casey Mo. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us as well on iTunes, TuneIn, and GrillNationShow.com where you can find all of our old shows, guests, pictures of our guests, podcasts, information, everything at your disposal at GrillNationShow.com. Um, we're almost on the show, I think, since we started this show, Mark, we're on to like 65 now. We've done 65 shows as a Grill Nation show. Time flies. Um, talk to some really great guests. One of them is Ryan Maybe, who's the uh, he's with Jay Rieger and Co. And he's also with the uh, the Rieger KC. What's your website for Jay Rieger and Co.? JayRiegerCo.com. JayRiegerCo.com. He's also on Twitter at Roundtable Rye. Um, Ryan, you were talking. We were talking about Colorado. Uh, Jay Rieger's expanding. You you mentioned a little story off air. Let's get into that. Uh, after Aspen, you went to some different cities in uh, yeah. Colorado. So the the purpose of the trip out there last week was to uh, uh, we've we've done an amazing job in Denver and Boulder and Colorado Springs. Like our distributor out there has just been been killing it. Really, we've been getting tremendous support uh, for our our brand out there, and so. Distributor said, "Hey, why don't you come out and let's spend like three or four days just hitting the mountain town?" So we hit Vail and Breckenridge and Aspen and Glenwood Springs. Uh, yeah. What a what a what a trip! What a yeah. trip. what a work trip! <laughs> you know, it, it is it is work, you know, but it, it's but you also got good scenery. it's really really beautiful and and really exciting. And I think you know one of the most surreal things about this is our company, Jay Rieger and Co. We've only been in business for about a year and a half now, about eighteen months. It's happened so quickly. We're now in eleven states. But if you look back at the history of Jay Rieger & Co., dating all the way back to 1887 in Kansas City, back then they did claim to be the largest wholesale whiskey distributor in the country. They were shipped all over the place. They uh, uh, claimed to have had over 250,000 unique customers. And that's pretty remarkable if you think about the, the 1880s, 1890s. Um, so one thing that, that, I, that happened when I was in Colorado – um, after Aspen, uh, I went out to Grand Junction, which is like two hours west of the mountains. It's nothing like you would picture uh, Colorado at all. It's like a desert, 
Old West Town. Yeah. Um, really interesting little place. And I, I got done working uh, uh, during the day, and I was kind of walking around the main street uh, of their, their town at night and, and found this antique store. And uh, hmm. I'm kind of a geek about like old, cool. old yeah, stuff cool like stuff. that. I love old glassware, that kind of thing, bar tools. And so I go in, and I'm kind of poking around, and I look up, and on the shelf is an old bottle of Jay Rieger whiskey um, that probably dates to around 1895. Um, That's insane. And I was just like, that is too perfect. I mean, it just goes to show how uh, how our product was was available there what, in that what, area. How'd the label look? How'd everything look? Well, the label is completely gone. And most of those old bottles that I find now are completely gone. But the way I know is that it's hand-blown glass, and it's got the same shape as our uh, bottle does now, which is like that kind of arched shoulder, yeah. but then it's embossed. So on the back of the bottle, it's embossed J. Rieger & Co., Kansas City, Missouri. And some of them even had the shield embossed on the bottom of the bottle, like in the, the punt of the bottle. So it's uh, it's clearly our bottle, but uh, unfortunately, the label is completely destroyed. That's insane. That's amazing that you saw that. Um, when you're going to all these different towns in, in Colorado, could you tell a difference in all these ski communities? I mean, just just yeah. for the first, because I know I I talked to the whitewater rafting guy and the uh-huh. bike people I was with in Aspen. There, they told me Aspen's good at about everything with regards to outdoor activities or skiing. Yeah. It's not the best at any of them, but it's good at everything. And you kind of have that feeling. I mean, it's a definitely ex- one of the most expensive places to live in the United States. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then you go to Vail, you said, and Breckenridge and right. all these other places. I mean, do you always feel like? Do you feel like you're in different places when you go to these? A little bit, yeah. yeah I think they're they're pretty easily distinguishable. I think. I love Vail. I've, I've spent some time there before. I think it's a little bit more laid back uh, than Aspen, a little bit more uh, sporty, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, a little more casual, uh, but still really nice Some great restaurants, things like that. Um, then we hit a little town like in between Vail and uh, Aspen called Glenwood Springs, mm-hmm. and that was entirely different. That was a completely different experience. Um, it was. It almost kind of had that old, uh, like Old West feel, and I guess that's where Doc Holliday uh, <laughs> passed away, yeah. right there, you know. So, um it was it was really interesting. It, it was fun. Cool. Um, Ryan maybe here from Jay Rieger and Co. and the Rieger KC. Um, streetcar has been going for a while. You got a lot of development down by your restaurant. Uh, we've had some uh, issues being brought up in the media about uh, liquor licenses and ordinances in the crossroads. Where right. are we with that now? What's happening? Uh, we talked about it briefly the last time you were on the show. Well, I you know I don't know exactly where we are with it, and I, and I don't know that I know it's they really signatures. changed yeah. uh, a whole lot. I know that. So what what had happened? I think the the, the crux of the controversy was that uh, the city council rushed through an ordinance that um, reduced the impact that a single landowner can have over the consent process for a liquor license. Um, personally, I'm in support of that uh, for a number of reasons. I I, I think that you know with uh, increased uh, population and more people living uh, downtown in the crossroads, I think you want to have more voices speak to the direction that we want to go instead of having one person that uh, that kind of, you know, owns pushes, a lot of property. Right. And, and dictates things either way. Um, but they then organized a, a petition push. I think they got enough signatures to have uh, the ordinance killed. And now it's either going to go to a public vote or city council is going to have to rewrite it or something. So, and now I don't really know where that is. Um, In the meantime, you know, it's business as usual in the crossroads. Uh, It hasn't, that kind of thing doesn't really affect my business at all, but it does. It does affect some people. It does. It affects a lot of people. Snow and company is moving. Snow and company is moving, which is, uh, uh, it's awful. And and honestly, that is a, 
that is a uh, clear indicator of why this is a problem. Snow and Company, uh, I think, is a great business to have in the crossroads. They were right down the street from the Kauffman Center for the Performing Arts. And because of the conditions that were imposed on them, they were unable to have something as small as like someone playing a violin or a string quartet or trio perform at their bar for a private party. Like that was not allowed in their, in their liquor license. Um, so these types of restrictions that seem completely unreasonable and that are outrageous are pushing businesses out of the crossroads. And I think that's, that's a big problem. And it's a shame to see uh snow and company go and who knows what's going to happen uh, at that building now. I, you know, I would now, think Butch he would Rig- remain. Butch Rigby owns all Butch this, Rigby right? owns it, who's a, a good friend of mine, and I, I don't We've had know. Him on the show. I haven't heard anything about a, a business moving in to replace him yet. I would assume it would be another bar because it's already built out as a bar. So uh, at that point, uh, it's kind of hard to, to change it into something else. But, uh, again, anyone that moves in is most likely going to be faced with similar challenges mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to getting the consent and having to um, compromise their, their concept to a, a fit into – certain restrictions and conditions on their license, but we'll see. I know there's another example of uh, someone who's uh, a friend of mine who's been working on getting a a bar open in the crossroads for a long time now. And she's been uh, dealing with this uh, a lot and been a lot of people trying to stop her from doing this, but she, as far as I can tell uh, has enough signatures to move forward and, and open her business. Well, I hope so because that's a very entrepreneurial part of town. I remember it five, is. six, seven years ago uh, when you know there wasn't anywhere to go get a beer. You know what's great about the the crossroads is that it started out you know, as an, an art community twenty five years ago. And it's the artists that went down there and really created this spark. And I think that's a, a common thing in American cities where you uh, you have very inexpensive. Uh, real estate that get used as artist studios or galleries. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of leads to uh, increased interest in the neighborhood and people wanting to move down there and open restaurants. And all of a sudden the property values go up and property taxes go up and then the artists all leave and it becomes overly gentrified and becomes uh, a lot of chain restaurants and corporate entities. But I have to give credit to Kansas city for not letting that happen. If you go down to the crossroads today as um as much as it's changed, it's still 100% local business owners, small business owners, local entrepreneurs, and it still very much has its artistic flair and its uh, uh, unique uh, sense in, in Kansas City. The artists haven't left. You know, It's still an art community, and I mm-hmm. think that, that speaks volumes. But we also can't shy away from the fact that having world-renowned chefs and bars and, and things like that in the neighborhood also add to its uh, desirability. So when uh when when someone wants to come in like your friend and open up a restaurant or bar, I mean, they got to get a bunch of signatures from different people. In the yeah, community. and that's that's standard practice for the entire city. You have to it is, there's okay. a consent process, so okay. you have to go to uh, people that own property around you and get them to sign off on your ability to uh, have a liquor license and sell alcohol. And I think you just have to have like uh, just over fifty percent of the of consent, mm-hmm. right? And that the list of consents is dictated by regulated industries. Uh, they give you the list. You go around knocking on doors. I've had to do Normally it multiple it's, times. Normally, it's not an issue in a lot of different neighborhoods. Like Westport, it wouldn't be an issue. Or, yeah, or, yeah, or Plaza. It, I mean, it, it, it depends. You know, I think those those neighborhoods are, are designed to have a density of yes. bars and restaurants. And I think now you're seeing so much growth and so much interest in the crossroads that there are some people that are becoming afraid 
of more bars and restaurants when in fact it's just going to add more uh more to they need, the, the it, fabric to of the neighborhood my opinion and you have one down there i mean it needs a few more we need we definitely need more yeah, there's way more. too many empty buildings and uh old dilapidated structures and surface parking lots that are completely wasted yeah. as far as i'm concerned this is just the beginning and so we're kind of at this this point where um there's there's a, a group of people that are saying no no more restaurants no more bars it's gonna you know it's gonna become mayhem and chaos and then another <laughs> uh, group of people like myself that are like i live here i own property here i have a business here and we are doing the right things and it's heading in the right direction let's let's not mess it up i feel that way about everything Kansas city right i mean we we have we're just beginning there's good things happening we need to double down Absolutely. on the good things and if we can if we don't continue to do what we're doing and move backwards it's going to it's not good. Right. I agree. So, Ryan may be in studio today. The Rieger KC. Check it out at theriegerkc.com and Jay Rieger and Co. Uh, all around the country now, 11 states. Uh, joining me today for the full hour again. We'll be right back after the break with Labe Dodell, who's the co-managing partner of Barquet. It's a new dog park food restaurant bar concept going in on the riverfront here in Kansas City. Really cool interview. Check it out after the break here on Girl Nation Show. Thanks for listening. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. I just want to chill. Got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money. Introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remixed it. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation here on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you listening today as well on iTunes and TuneIn Radio as well as on GrillNationShow.com. Want to uh, quickly before we get to our next guest and bring back Ryan Maybe. Uh, from the Rieger KC and Jay Rieger and Co. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation, one of which is Ryan Maybe. He's a co-contributor and guest coast. We have Trust, Bank of Kansas City, Two West Advisors, The Bash Group, Catalyst, the Rieger KC and Jay Rieger and Co., and Kansas City Power and Light District and Ryan Rink. Thanks for your support of the Grill Nation show. Ryan Maybe's joining me again uh, for the next few segments. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing well. How are you? Good to see you. I want to quickly mention your Twitter feed. You're at Roundtable Rye. I never really promote that when you come on, but I oh, had thanks. it up this morning. So you usually, yeah, usually you. tweet some good stuff about Kansas City and about what you do. Thanks. I probably uh, am not as active on there as I, I sometimes would like to be, but uh, it is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, when, why don't you introduce our next guest? Uh, Ryan has uh, really brought in a cool guest here today that's doing some really neat things here on, on the riverfront here in Kansas City. Absolutely, yeah. So we are welcoming Labe Dodell today. Morning, Labe. Good morning. Uh, Lee is an old friend of mine who uh, I met many, many years ago back at uh, JP Wine Bar, I believe, and That's is right. now um, has lost his mind and is venturing into the, <laughs> the restaurant business. Actually, I lost my mind quite some time ago, but I, but I am venturing into the restaurant business. <laughs> and you, uh, you, you've been like kind of an entrepreneur, right, your whole life, and, and you, you have a law degree, is that right? I do, yeah. Okay. This, is, this will be my third career. I started off as a lawyer. I did that for about 10 years and then uh, fled that, had the opportunity to go into the insurance industry of all things. And um, it was actually a great career. I did that for the last 17 years, starting up specialty insurance businesses. But then I decided, you know what, I'm turning 50. It's time for me to do something fun for a change. And I uh, decided to tackle this new project. That's awesome. That's awesome. As, a, as an attorney that is uh, kind of like recovering a little bit, do a little bit of work. Just if there's if there's things coming in, you know, you can always refer them out to people. <laughs> Absolutely. But, I always uh, like to have uh, an attorney <laughs> on, board, on board as an investor. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Okay. So let's talk about this new concept. It's called Bar K. Uh, you're the managing partner. It is a dog park bar 
restaurant coffee house located, which will be located on the riverfront in Kansas City, Missouri. That's it. It's yeah. got to get it all. It's got it. It's got a little bit of everything. I'm actually the co-managing partner, so I have a business partner, Dave Hensley, who's couldn't be with us today. But it's a project we've been working on literally for years. We're both big dog lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both very social people. We like to socialize with our friends and. We like to include our dogs, and we've realized that it's just fairly limited what you can do. You know, the city provides a number of great dog parks. We're lucky in Kansas City to have several of them, and they're great, but there isn't much for the people to do except kind of stand around with their arms folded and talk awkwardly among themselves. And conversely, if you take your dog with you to a restaurant, some of the few that allow dogs on a patio, like the Rieger, um, you know, the people have a good time, but the dogs mm-hmm. kind of sit awkwardly on a leash under the table. And we thought, wouldn't it be great if there's a place where you could combine the best of all these worlds and have a true dog park where the dogs can roam free and play um, with a really cool bar restaurant where the people can have a great time. And that's the idea behind this. Talk to us about kind of the process. So it's so really you've been doing this, working on this for a while. Yeah, it really started with a conversation just along the lines of what I just said with us sitting around going, wouldn't it be cool if there was a place like this? And, you know, we both had normal jobs and normal careers. And uh, over time, we started talking about it. It becomes more serious. I have to credit my business partner, Dave, for coming up with the name Bar K. That, I think that was where the, the switch flipped. And we said, well, now we got to build this because this is the perfect name for this place. <laughs> and it just got... Little more serious, little more serious, little more serious until we finally decided, you know what, we just gotta, we just gotta quit our day jobs and devote our full time and attention to making this a reality. And that's, that's what we've done. The website is barkdogbar.com. It's really barkay, but it's spelled right. out barkdogbar.com. <laughs> right. Um, so tell us about the location. So really the key was where we're we gonna build this. And we've spent years going all around the KC metro looking for the perfect spot to do it. We, had a lot, a lot of dead ends. We found a lot of really cool properties um, and we got, that we got really excited about, and there was some reason why it wasn't going to work out. And then we started talking to the Port Authority, which um, they, they rebranded themselves Port KC, and mm-hmm. they own most of the riverfront property in Kansas City, which, as most listeners know, just hasn't been developed in, in Kansas City. And um, we thought, man, wouldn't it be cool to be one of the first businesses down on the riverfront to build this in an undeveloped piece of land? Um, down by the Missouri River. And um, happily, Port KC saw the value of this and was behind it from the beginning and have been huge supporters in helping us make this happen. So we finally settled on this really cool two-acre piece of property that's on the western edge of Berkeley Riverfront Park, Mm -hmm. partially under the Heart of America Bridge. If If you've ever been down there, there's a little gravel parking lot where you can access the trailhead that goes under the railroad bridge to access the east and west sides of the of the park. Um, and that's where we're going to be. Um, we had a big party down there two Sundays ago. We mm-hmm. called it a little pop-up party just to generate mm-hmm. some excitement in this project and get people familiar with that location. And we built a temporary dog park down there. We had a bunch of vendors and exhibitors and <clears throat> booze. We had a 5K. And we were blown away. Um, 700 people showed up. Wow. I got to uh, say, I was blown away. You were there? Because I was there. I was pouring uh, cocktails uh, for Jay Rieger and co. And uh, not only the, the setup, but just I was just astounded at how many people showed up and brought their dogs. Yeah. I mean, there were hundreds of dogs. Yeah, we'd estimate 300 dogs, 700 people. Um, it was incredibly cool. I mean, with, with that kind of crowd in an untested model, we just didn't know how it was going to go. And I have to say it came off without a hitch. There wasn't a single incident of conflict between dogs or people. The flow <laughs> through the space went perfectly. The vendors and exhibitors said it was one of the better you know, dog events 
that they've ever been to. So we were thrilled, and I think it validates the that people want this. People want a place where they can come with their dogs in an environment that was made for that, where they can socialize with their friends and the dogs can also have a great time. I brought my dog uh, as well, and uh, he slept for two days straight. Yeah, and after. for those of you who don't know Ryan's dog, it's a 160-pound Great Danes. So <laughs> yeah, very noticeable dog. Oh, wow. He, he had a lot of fun, though. He had a really good time. He met some new uh, Great Dane friends, too. <laughs> there were a bunch of Great Danes yeah. there. It was just so cool to see all the different species, you know, all the different people. It was a real, it was a real cross-section of the KC Metro we want to create a really inclusive environment where people of all backgrounds, all walks of life who love dogs can come together and, and kind of celebrate that. So is it is it kind of going to be an enclosed space? How's this going to work? From Because if your dog's a runner, what do you do? Yeah, so we're going to fence in an enti- the entire area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little over two acres, as I said. And one of the cool things about this location is a big chunk of it will literally be under the Heart of America Bridge. And that will provide year-round shade and shelter mm-hmm. for the park. And we experienced that. At this event on Sunday, you know, it was one of our 92 degree days and, you know, it started at five o'clock in the afternoon. So it was hot, but a big part of the event was under that bridge and it just it just worked perfectly. So we'll, um, we'll have a big fenced in area. We'll have a, a large dog player and a small dog play area. And one of the key things about Bar K that will distinguish it from just a, a city dog park is the park will be staffed. So we'll have our employees who are trained in dog handling and dog behavior working in the park at all times. So if you want to come and drop your dog off and let, let your dog play in the park while you go into the bar to have a drink or a bite to eat or do some work on your laptop, you won't have to worry about your dog because the play will be supervised. And we think that's going to be a real great attraction for our guests because when you go to a, a public dog park, you, know, you spend your time making sure that your dog isn't getting into any trouble. Interesting. Yeah. Quite unique. You know, it's funny that more restaurants have not – Typical restaurants have not allowed dogs in the patio. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it when you have a Great Dane, like well, Ryan. Yeah, but. <laughs> uh, but you know, there actually are bars and restaurants that are uh, that are friendly towards my dog being there, but there aren't many of them, and there certainly aren't any in Kansas City that are uh, that are designed around that and really intended to be that way. Now, I have been to uh, a couple of establishments that are more similar in uh, other cities, like Chicago, for example. There's uh, there's one that's downtown that uh, it's actually like Logan Square area. Um, called Parsons Chicken and Fish. And I remember I, I mentioned that to you when you were kind of brainstorming this concept. You did, and we went and checked it out. There's a place in Dallas called Mutt's Cantina that is kind of a similar um, uh, uh, situation. There's a place in San Diego called Courtyard. So there are a couple somewhat similar places around the country um, that are trying to do this. We, we don't think there's any that's trying to do it exactly the way we're doing it, where you have a, a park that stands on its own as a dog park with all the features of a dog park, and then a bar and a restaurant which we also want to stand on its own as a as a really cool place to eat and drink that people will want to go to whether they have a dog or not just because they want to soak in the environment, be on the riverfront, and then get to watch a bunch of dogs having a lot of fun. Talk to us about the restaurant angle. What's that going to look like? Yeah, so first of it's all – It's going to be a bar too, which would be fun. It's absolutely going to be a bar, um, and we're going to build it at a repurposed shipping containers. Wow. Um, so it's going to have a really cool kind of modern industrial look to it that will be in keeping with the riverfront location. Um, it'll have lots of indoor, outdoor space, so it'll have kind of garage doors that we can open in nice weather. It will have a big deck around it, so you'll be able to have your dog on the deck on leash. Obviously, you won't be able to bring your dog inside the bar and restaurant. Um, so if you picture the facility as having kind of three distinct areas, the park area where the dogs can play off-leash, the deck where the dogs can hang out with their owners while the owner has a 
a drink or a bite to eat on the deck and then the interior space, which will just be for people. And the cuisine, we, we want to have, we're still refining that and we're actually looking to bring a chef on the team um, to help develop the concept. But we want to have healthy, casual dining. So um, locally sourced, natural foods, juices, salads, um, flatbreads, sandwiches, soups, um, and so forth. So we really want to create a good environment for diners as well as for people with their dogs. You know, it would have been very easy for us to say, well, we're the only place in town where your dog can play and you can get a bite to eat so the, the restaurant doesn't have to be anything special. And that would be a great recipe, no pun intended, to fail. We want the bar and restaurant to stand on its own four feet. Interesting. Um, check it out, guys, at BarkDogBar.com. We're going to get into some more of the access uh, programming type things. You mentioned you had an event last week with a 5K. You're going to have a meeting space. I mean, just so many things to talk about. Uh, and I also want to talk about why why this location is is so good for Kansas City with, with the riverfront, and it's going to continue to develop. We'll get into that, too, after the break. Uh, you're listening to Grill Nation Show at GrillNationShow.com. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. We'll be right back after the break with more information about Barkay, BarkDogBar.com. I turn the music up, I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Maybe the streets are light. Welcome back to Grill Nation here on 980 AM and talk980am.com. Also appreciate listening today on grillnationshow.com and on iTunes. Uh, we're talking today to Labe Dodell, who's the co-managing partner of an awesome new concept called Barkay. You can check it out at Bark Dog Park, excuse me, barkdogbar.com. Um, this is a great concept. It's going to be really cool in Kansas City. What, what's the timeline looking like on this? When are we going to? Check it out. I mean, is it open? How are we going to? No, we're not open yet. We got a lot of work to do. So we're. Um, That's the good point. We have a crowdfunding campaign. Absolutely. Going, right? So we're, we're we're raising the money right now. We have uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna be able to get this built. Um, but depending on how much money we raise, that will dictate you know how many cool features we can include in in this on the first go round. So if you want to um, help us with that, you can go into Indiegogo and just search for Barkay Dog Bar. We'll, dog bar. Well, Ryan and I will uh, tweet that out here when Absolutely. we're uh, talking about the show. Yeah. And that, and there's actually a lot of really good perks on there. I mean, we want to get the community engaged in this as early as possible. And one of the things you can do on there is is buy your membership. And so people say, "What do you mean membership?" Well, Barkay is actually going to be a membership club for the dogs. Anybody will be able to come and visit our bar and restaurant. And we hope people will will do that. But the dogs will be members. And the reason that we're doing it that way is so that we can monitor the dogs that are using the facility, make sure that they're properly vaccinated, properly socialized. If there's a dog that's not quite ready for group play, we'll be able to identify the dog and make sure that we offer the training. We have partnerships with a bunch of the top trainers around town. We'll be able to refer people to them to get them socialized. And and candidly, it will also allow us to generate some revenue to support all the features in the park. We're going to have play equipment. We're going to have water features. We're going to have year-round seating with space heaters and fans and so forth. So um, that's why we're going we're gonna to make it a membership-based club. We, we believe that an annual membership will be $149 a year, which is pretty reasonable. But if you go on the crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo, we're offering it now for 
$100. So it's a good way to help us out and also save some money on, on your membership. Very cool. Um, very cool. I'm going to have to definitely check that out. That's an interesting concept because that was a question I had. What do you have? What happens when you have all these dogs just showing up? Right. Any, uh, so it's not like a sliding scale based on the size of the dog, the no, membership? No, not the size of the dog, but the <laughs> number of dogs. Just because so, you have a great day, right? That's, that's good me. news for me. Yeah, that's what he was worried about. He's got a 160 pounder, but no, it, um, so it's $149 for the first dog, and then it's, we're going to charge an extra $25 for additional dogs living in the same household, mm-hmm. which sounds funny, but that's kind of the way we're going to think of it as a, it's kind of like a, like a health club membership, right? Sure. You're, you're going to get a card key. Um, we'll probably make them on dog collars so you can just put on your dog's collar and then every time you show up, we'll just scan the, the barcode and, you know, it'll flash, nice. you know, welcome Ryan and Moose. If there are any special issues involving your dog, like, you know, you've got to be careful because Moose doesn't play well with so-and-so, it'll flash for our, all our staff in real time so they'll be able to be aware of that and monitor that. So um, we're really trying to be really thoughtful about the, the dog park aspect of it. Um, we've got an advisory panel of trainers who are, working with us on the layout to make sure that the flow through the park works and that there aren't areas where the dogs might feel trapped, where they, there could be conflict and um, that kind of thing. So we're trying to be really thoughtful about that part of the project. There's a lot of moving pieces to this, isn't there? A lot Absolutely. of layers. Mm-hmm. This is something that is complicated. So that's is. good that we have an attorney on board and a person with some restaurant experience, right? Absolutely. I'm going <laughs> to offer all the help that I can. Yeah, but, so I mean, you know, I have I have very limited restaurant experience. Ryan, as you know, I've been involved in in the Rieger, and it's been a great experience. But I am a, as small and silent a partner in that as can be, <laughs> as you know. So I'll be learning on the job. It's um, it's it's really going to be exciting for me. But I'll I'll be looking for help. For and sure. talk about Kansas City too, about um, this area. I mean, it's developing, right? We're it is. Putting, I mean, putting all kinds of condos down there, or apartments. Yeah, the timing uh, of this is great. The, the Port Authority, um, Port KC, is really doing a lot to, to develop the riverfront finally. And so in addition to our project, Casey crew has, is putting in a facility at the other end, the Eastern end of the park where they're going to be building a permanent um, volleyball and kickball um, facility, which is going to be awesome. So you'll have that on uh, bookending the Eastern edge and Barquet on the Western edge. And then in between Port Casey has plans are working with several developers to build as many as 700 luxury apartments together with some, retail in the middle so we could really have a an awesome riverfront community in the next few years i feel like the river market has just absolutely exploded over the last year or two with uh people moving there and and development and now adding this to it is just gonna yeah and the streetcar i mean it yeah. really has it's it's really become um, a destination and so it's for us it, it couldn't be more perfect to be able to, to develop this right right in that and you're gonna be doing some events too and programming around this yeah. So, of course, I mentioned we had this pop-up party two weeks ago. We're going to have another one in the fall just to keep people excited about this. But then once we open, we want to have regular educational programming. Um, we're going to bring in speakers to talk about pet-related issues, pet health, pet safety, um, environmental issues. We're going to have a conference room as part of our the design of our facility. So um, if you have a club or a group or a business that wants to have a meeting and you want to allow people to bring their dogs, you'll be able to reserve our conference room um, and, and have a meeting at Barquet, which we think will be really popular, or, you know, a birthday party for either a person or a dog. Um, we would we'd be welcoming <laughs> that too. Um, so there's just so many things we can do. In fact, one of our challenges has been to rein ourselves in because we just start to get so excited about all the complimentary projects we could do. You know, we've talked about should we have a, a daycare facility, a boarding facility, a grooming facility. And, right. And, 
all of those things may well be incorporated into the project over time. But mm. on day one, we just want to get the core elements 100% right. We want to have a great dog park for the dogs and a great bar and restaurant for our guests. This seems to be like a really great progressive concept and idea for Kansas City, especially considering the connection that uh, this area has with the industry, with the pet industry and the, the veterinarian industry. Absolutely. I think uh, a lot of people don't know that we are right smack in the middle of what is called the Animal Health Corridor. In fact, there's a trade association by that name here in Kansas City. And I think something like 60% of the world's pet food is manufactured in this belt between Manhattan, Kansas, and Columbia, Missouri. So there's a tremendous pet health, pet nutrition industry here, um, which is just very fortunate to us. It was just it just a lucky happenstance. Yeah, and it, there's a lot of animal lovers here. Yeah, a lot of pet lovers. Tons of pet lovers. In fact, if you go to the dog parks, they're always packed. You know, we drive all the way across town from my house on the plaza to Shawnee Mission Park just about every weekend because that's where one of the best dog parks is located. Is that is that true? Shawnee Mission Park. I've never been to that. Oh man, uh, Shawnee goes Mission. right up to the water. Yeah, it's great. There's a there's a dog park within Shawnee Mission Park uh-huh. that's you know dozens of acres, maybe more, and it's got trails through the woods, and it's got a beach on the lake for the dogs, and it's packed every weekend, probably every day with dog lovers. And it just goes to show, I mean, those, those are people that are drawing from all over the KC Metro, not just that local area, and we think the same will be true for us. You know, we'll be right smack dab in the middle of the city, right off the highway, so we think we'll be accessible from folks living all over the, the metro area. Hoping to open in uh, 2017, right? Yeah, hopefully it's spring. Um, you know, we're just about to sign a lease on the property, and then we'll start our build. And um, if all goes well, we'll be opening our doors um, in the spring. Perfect time. Get through the winter, right? That's yeah. always. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, it's funny. People say say to us, well, what are you going to do in the winter? And um, we think the winter is actually going to be one of our busier times because in the summer, you know, you can get your dog out. You can go for a walk. You can you can stroll to the, to the park. But in the winter – you know, it's really tough for a lot of people to get their dogs out and get the necessary play for the dog. And we'll have a place where you can take your dog. The dog can play in the park. You can go inside the bar if you so desire and have a Good point. a coffee or a cocktail while your dog is getting the recreation. We'll have heated seating areas in the park. We'll have the shelter of the bridge if it's snowing. I mean, so it's going to be a, a ideal destination for dog owners in, in bad weather, in cold winter weather. Labe Dudel, Barquet, Bark. Dogbar.com. They're going to be doing a. They have a uh, crowdfunding campaign. Go and check it out. Go to their website. All the information's on there. Uh, this is a really cool concept. I'm glad that you're going forward with it and helping out Kansas City. It's going to be really neat to visit. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for, for coming having, on the yeah, show. Thanks for and, having uh, us, and we're excited about it. Very cool, Ryan. Thanks for uh, guest hosting today and bringing on some great guests. Thank you. Well, we'll talk to you next week here on Grill Nation Show again. Check us out on GrillNationShow.com. Have a good one.